Hello and welcome to a new English edition of my podcast Helium Talk, das Kunstgespräch. My name is Jörg Heikhaus and my guest today is Isabel Croxato. Yes, it's me again. A few weeks after my last podcast, I'm back with a new one, ready for 2021, so to say. So, Happy New Year to you all. I'm sure this one will remain to be a bit shitty, but it will also be a lot better. The fascist is out of the White House. That is great. I truly hope my American friends can start to work on the healing process of their country now. But well, it will take some time and a lot of energy. World topic number one. The vampire virus thing will keep us a lot longer in its grip than we all thought almost a year ago, but I'm confident that things will get better soon. We need to get back to being humans with personal interactions outside of the emptiness of the digital social life most are forced into now. It is not a good thing. We all know it. And here's another healing process that hopefully can begin soon, because we will need to heal, not just from a medical standpoint, but very strongly as a society as well, before politics and greed and stupidity spread on social media platforms fuck people up even more. But yeah, I'm wandering off. Maybe it's the liberty of being just an artist with a strong opinion now. Well, after almost 100 of these podcasts, you might know where my heart is. I like to speak my mind and I do not give a single fuck if people turn this show off because they don't like what I have to say about politics, life and art. Okay, so let me get off my rant and back to the main event. I'm very, very pleased to introduce my guest of this episode, the wonderful Isabel Croxato from Chile. We have been trying to connect for some time and it finally worked out. She is usually ultra busy with her gallery, which has been growing large over the past decade. Isabel is coming from a very creative background. She has been a choreographer and she speaks from the heart about her very personal artistic view on what art means for her and thus for people who are willing to open up to it. Isabel usually travels a lot for her gallery and takes part in very prestigious art fairs around the world. Right now, of course, she works from home too, but she and her team have built a fantastic online gallery where she can continue to do amazing shows with amazing artists. One of them we share. His name is Victor Castillo and I'm sure you all know him by now. Victor will be back this year in Hamburg for a doubleheader show with me. We continue our series of exhibitions that we call Weapons of Mass Seduction. It is the third time we do this now and damn, I should have asked Isabel if she would be up to hosting the fourth edition sometime in the future. Well, I have her number now and can call her if I like, but for now, let's start the show. I hope you will enjoy listening to this fine episode number 82 with Isabel Coxato. Helium Talk. How's the situation in Chile? Well, at the moment, um, I think we're going backwards. It's like uh, we're behind Europe, of course. Um, so we're kind of going into the second peak. of mm -hmm. So going again back to lockdown, not so hard because it's summertime and, and people needed vacation. So the government is not so sure about, you know, taking, taking that away. But it's a lot of absurd measures and stuff that brings us crazy. It's like every week you, you can't just um, make your agenda. You have to constantly um, be open, flexible, and change all the time. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Yeah. 
Yeah, sure, sure. But probably it's the same everywhere. Just like in the yeah. beginning of, of of COVID, I was always looking outside every country, reading all the 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 um, uh, the news from other countries, and you get more and more to focus more and more on your country because it gets complicated enough where you are, are. You know, so sometimes you lose track of what's happening in 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 other in other countries. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's 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 similar everywhere. So is is your gallery open now or? It is open by appointment, and um, but we open like the 25th of November. It was closed almost all year. Um, and of course, by appointment with all the measures of, uh, and, and three people maximum at a time. So kind of happy with the idea of meeting with people again, like looking at the face, being able for them also to see the artwork live, which is also such a beautiful experience. Um, but we've been also developing an, a virtual gallery. Mm -hmm. So we had an architect working on a project, a 3D project, and, and we have a curatorial group working on designing like online experiences uh, of exhibitions, which are more cinematography experiences than so like, it's not like video game uh, technology, mm -hmm. but it has been wonderful actually to be able to reach out the world with uh, the content of our artist because we're mm -hmm. so far away from everywhere. Yeah. So the challenge of reaching out, it has been always something difficult for us and expensive. Mm -hmm. And so we've having, we're experiencing this hybrid mm -hmm. model. We'll see what happens, but so far good. Um, okay. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's I think it's um, it's definitely one one thing that a lot of galleries, like you know, sort of Helium Kawa as well. We've of course you know started to intensify the online part, but we've. I mean, of course, Chile is maybe a bit more remote than 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 Germany. But if you're if you're in Hamburg, uh, which is a large city, but it's probably not the center of the art world in 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 Germany. So you have to kind of always be present online anyway, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But we've also we've also done some measure, uh, some 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 measures, just investing into our uh, online portfolios and everything, so people can get at least continue to get the idea, you know. But it's I mean, but the but the situation that you're doing is like you can actually walk into a room and you can see the artwork on the walls. It's kind of like um, like a, a video, actually but mm -hmm. where we've um, created a special experience for each exhibition. Mm -hmm. So it's a long process of uh, making the, the two-dimensional um, image of the artwork become a three-dimensional object mm -hmm. with all the details of the canvas on, or the embroidery or the, the, mm -hmm. the brush of the painting. And uh, it, we, we did this beautiful place, amazing. I would love to have that gallery for real because it's in the middle of nature. And um, so it, we're exploring this idea of um, uh, giving an experience that can be uh, 
experience again, sorry for my English, from any place of the world at any time, that you can go back and forth, that the exhibition, uh, once it's finished, it it continues to have this archive where you will always remember. And so looking at the good side of things, um, as I said before, for us, we're very isolated, actually. And um, our, we have wonderful, amazing artists and and I think they're dialoguing a lot with what's happening in the world, but it's very hard to put them on that dialogue. So, for example, now we've um, commissioned uh, two, two of our artists, which are a couple. They work together from Argentina to create a, a group exhibition. And, and it was amazing because we've, they, they convoked artists from around the world and of course, because it's uh, completely virtual and online, they all said, yes, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. and we have large artworks and it's we. It's not that we can do anything, but we can really um, do a lot of mm-hmm. new things also. Like, so we're having fun. Uh, this exhibition, for example, it's going to happen at night. And it's, okay. you know, like, so... Also, um, not only the experience of the artwork, but also this mood in which the artist uh, creates a whole production of artworks, which respond to a research, respond to to things that are happening. Like right now, uh, the most important thing for everybody was was to be together with others. But um, so that's the main core of, of the exhibition. So um, exploring, actually, which I think for a gallery, it's also part of being contemporary. It's not that you just frame it there and repeat. And uh, it's also how you think on how you do things. Why uh, do you want everybody to come to a gallery or see an exhibition? Uh, How do you bring it out, like what you're doing now with the podcast? Why add that layer when you could just focus on doing the exhibition and selling the work? I mean, it's like a, what adds value at the end. Yeah. And that's why we all yeah. also love the, the idea of the invitation you made us because we thought it was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that's. I mean, the 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 reasons why the reasons why we 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 both uh, we are connected through Victor Castillo. Yeah. Um, you know, he's an artist that I've been working with for a while, and you're really you know sort of I think pushing him very far. I pushed him very far in the past in the last years um, by representing him very strongly. So so that's I think that's that's for me personally the only reason why I have a, a, a gallery from Chile on my radar. You know, because it's <laughs> a small country, and you know, I mean, it's. Um, it's probably difficult to know the the art scene there at all, you know. So and through through this connection, um, I'm following your 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 Instagram. I'm seeing what you're doing on on the website. I hear a lot of stories, well, not many stories, but some stories from from Victor uh, when we talk. Um, and uh, and I've checked out your online exhibition now. So for me, it was just you know pure logic to talk to you at some point because it's so um, exciting to also learn about. Uh, the the art scenes and gallery scenes in, in in different countries, and you've already mentioned that it's that you're very remote. But what does that mean? Is is there a strong art 
and gallery scene in in in, in Chile. You're in Santiago, Santiago de Chile, right? Yeah, Santiago. Well, it's mostly everything is concentrated in Santiago, which already is a pity. Um, we're not a lot of galleries. Um, I think uh, maybe 20, 30 at the most. So it's a very small scene. We 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 have some very good collectors, and they're in the past five or ten years maybe really taking responsibility on that and doing it professional. Um, but it's it's something that it's really very very uh, developing, and of course for us it's it's a must to go to art fairs around the world because mm -hmm. otherwise. Um, we know that we are not in the in the Humboldt, um, how you say, flow. So yeah. um, it's not like um, some of my collectors, for example, from Hong Kong, are mm -hmm. going to naturally come to a business meeting to Santiago, Chile, and, of mm -hmm. course, visit the gallery. So I have mm -hmm. to constantly take the gallery to them and... And actually, in the past years, we were asking ourselves if we were really doing it well, uh, mm -hmm. because it's then you go once in a year to art, an art fair, and then another year passes, and you're not in the system of that um, that community. And and though you try hard and send a PDF and a lot of mailings and stuff, it's not the same. So in a way, I must say. Um, COVID brought us an opportunity also mm -hmm. to kind of um, just go for it and start exploring new scenarios. So how could we bring the artwork? And of course, um, artists like Victor, who are Chilean, but at a point had to go away because of the same reason. It's yeah. not so strong in the this part of the world to hold artists that have a hunger. I mean, they're they're hungry for more, and um, mm -hmm. but that's also an amazing experience. And I think one of the beautiful things about art it's like um, it connects us. Like Victor connected us, and then you learn a little bit about Chile, and then I I learn a little bit about you also because you're an artist. And so mm -hmm. it's not the same to, I don't know, be a gallerist coming from finance than being an artist. And I think that gives also a different feeling. So um, it's a beautiful way of circulating, uh, meeting amazing human beings, um, thinkers, creators. And the art world in that way is, it's it's global, it's open, Um And yeah, I think I think also think there's there's not just one approach to to in in into this into this business. It's not very linear, you know. I mean, we all have usually we have. To, I mean, there's in Germany you can't study it or learn it. You can learn at a gallery. You can study art history or whatever as a basics if you if you want. Mm -hmm. But basically, it's what you what you bring into the business yourself. I mean, um, you're you don't have a classical art background either, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you come mm -hmm. from. from I think ba I'm, ballet, dance. I'm a choreographer, a yeah. contemporary art choreographer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so how did you get into? How did you become? Do how did you? Where did it started to do? Uh, uh, when when did you decide to 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 go into the crazy gallery business? Especially in a country, you know, where it's not that strongly 
you know, a strong option as it might be in America or here in, in Germany and Europe? Sure. Well, I guess it's something about childhood also. I've always been related to art. My my family, they, they are all scientists and, and, and art lovers. So I grew up in a table where you would talk about art and science all the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then as a, as a dancer, 35 years, I was, I don't know, I was just performing in Norway. Mm -hmm. and, and, and had this idea one morning that I should open a space where I can also help uh, circulate artwork. So I came back home and, and hang my own collection and started to inviting artists to show at my own place. And because people knew I was a choreographer and my work was very aesthetic to say in a way and um, artists trusted me and people started to come home to see this experience, to have this experience. And, and it really worked out so well that after eight years, um, it's still happening. Mm. And so I think as a choreographer, I that was my big uh, motivation was to create experiences that could bring art closer to people and people closer to art because it's that magical moment where an artwork is decoded for me at least when the eyes of somebody just stop on the artwork and start reading things colors forms um, subjects uh, and and establish a relationship there and that brings the artwork really strongly live and and then of course the the because dance is so ephemeral you cannot take home a dancer or a leg or a movement you just take it in yourself and so i thought um, that people, the, the fact that people could buy the artwork and take it to their own place and start a new conversation and a new environment for that artwork was kind of um, the roots that could make mm -hmm. that artist um, flourish, blossom. And mm -hmm. so I just found I was kind of choreographing <laughs> in another way and it felt... Mm -hmm. It felt nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's um, as I said, there's no there's no linear approach to this to this business, and I think, I mean, your your interest in in the creative and and probably your understanding as an as an as an artist from a different uh, different field is always very helpful for me. Uh, it is, um, I think, one one element that is key for me also to work with other galleries. Um, not everybody has to be an artist, but it's it's. I think it's the understanding of of um, of art itself and and different characters. So every artist that I've met, I don't think I can put two in the same box. You know, like how they are by character, or whatever. I think it's it's easier. It's more likely to find um, a, a very close likeness between artworks and the artist and the approach to the work itself and the process than you find in in in, in people. And I think that's um, that's something that's um, 
they kind of got to understand, um, or at least try to understand, when you're when you're running a gallery, um, that um, that there's there's a, an, an individual behind every work that is very different from the next individual that you might they might exhibit and show. So so I think it's um, personally for me, as I said, it doesn't really matter where where you come from, but it's 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 an approach to understanding something that um, doesn't really make any sense and adds i mean for many people for some people art adds a financial value but if you're getting into the business or if you're an artist that's not what you should think about or what you you're supposed to think about it's a different kind of value that you generate and you can't really describe it it's like in these in these times i think i had a a couple of discussions um with people about um you know what what can what can an artist bring to the table in a time where where the world is suffering where there's so much suffering and uh, and I personally was at some point you know I said this I think in one podcast or so is that we don't add any value but I meant it differently but I got a lot of um, got a lot of discussions about it because it's like a lot of people that not artists said but you know sort of you're just I need I, I need this, you know, I need my daily dose of art. I need to be able to at least know you're there and see your progress. Um, I, I often, I often struggle with, um, and I'm, I'm an internet person. I understand internet. I know how marketing works and everything, but I don't, I really, I don't like Instagram, for example. I think it's, 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 it's pretty simple. Something that takes too much time out of my day. And I very often do not understand um, the value of many things I see there. <laughs> um, I understand if you, if you, if, if as an artist, you can see a little bit the process and everything, but it takes some time away from your schedule. All right. So as a as a gallery, I understand that you that you need this for marketing, but as an artist, I just like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't really want to spend time on this. But every time I I mention this. And the feedback is usually, but I want to see what you're doing, you know, not as a private person, but as an artist. So I think, I think we add some value, but it's not, you can't, you know, sort of can't count it in, in, in money or anything else. You know, I think it's a very, it's a human service in certain aspects, maybe. Definitely. I mean, uh, I think the, the, if, if you think of uh, uh, our society as, as water, I mean, I think what keeps oxygen what keeps the the water being fresh um is is art art is always moving it's always generating a, a movement for subtle or little or small or far away it's like the the butterfly effect and and it and i think that's that's why i'm saying fantastic how they are connected like before internet probably it would take a lot of years to see the connection between two artists from different parts of the world, from different cultures, like mythology. When you think of mythology, I mean, the story of how the stars were uh, born, uh, it repeats. And and but that time, of course, there was zero internet. <laughs> I mean, the connection was way beyond, I don't know, the surface of the earth, maybe. Um, so, so yes, I think it's very important. And in this time, particularly, um, I think art has supported this, the psyche, the, 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 how we feel. I mean, 
um, to be able to to visit museums, to be able to listen to to orchestras around the world. Um, of course, to be present, to be there, it's it's a, a unique experience. It vibrates on top of you, but still, I mean, to be able to, to receive poetry, online theater, yoga classes, dance classes, I mean, um, so many conversations that have happened this year that um, they were unthinkable before. People taking the time, I mean, to travel to somewhere, to to get together and have a conversation about this. It would take time. It would get a, a super busy agenda, very difficult. And nowadays it's it's so possible. And so it, it has also multiplied um, that, that experience of being able to just, like we're doing now, having this conversation. And, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, and of course, we're overloaded maybe these days with so many info coming from the digital world and, and it's hard to digest everything. But um, it's, a, it's a process also. I mean, every crisis has um, maybe also when you think of crisis in language, which art is a language in itself. And it takes time to adjust. Of course, there'll be people saying, no, 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 photograph, never. I mean, when uh, when it appeared, it was like, va de retro, this is uh, not a good thing. And But then in time, image proved to be um, a language. And so I think, I think artists have supported this crisis uh, in a very generous, in a very meaningful way. And I think we all appreciate um, everything we've received in this time. And, and of course, having time to go through, to learn, uh, to explore, to dare to try. I mean, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was. I mean, I think one 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 aspect uh, of that 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 came with this, of course, is that um, in March I suddenly have been much more busy with the whole business side than I intended to be at all in the beginning of the year. I was actually in March. I was writing uh, my book. I'm, I'm 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 writing a book that was supposed to come out last year. And then in March, when the whole thing started, I moved, you know, some pieces around to be able to, um, yeah, to to continue with uh, with uh, with with the gallery or you know change it around. So I I, I basically I dropped the pen on the book at that moment, and I'm just now looking for a date when I restart again and continue. At first, I read what I've written. Then I mean, it's you know it's half finished, but it's. I don't even know what I wrote there yet, but so I focused on other things, and I became so super busy with, with together with Melvin, who's uh, my son, who's who's now running the gallery, um, and um, and then then the next thing you know sort of was with the podcast. I did I did I think I talked to artists and gallerists three times a week in the beginning, uh, 
uh, you know, sort of. But yeah, I just wanted to know how how, how they're doing, how you know how you're coping with it. It would be probably very interesting to go back and and now talk to some of them, you know, almost after a year now um, that you're in this situation. Um, and yes, I, I think it. And then I came to the point where I said, okay, not not too many. There are too many podcasts, so I just you know it was. Just, Earlier, I just don't want to want to want to pollute the, the the digital sphere more, but just you know, sort of be um, you know, give out some more information that that might be interesting to people. But it's also about starting to probably select what is important to you online. I think when many galleries started with their first online viewing rooms, I heard people saying, "Oh, I can't see any more online viewing rooms," uh, and we're just starting, so people get kind of you know sort of annoyed by things that had just started because everything blows out of proportion very quickly now with uh, with with the internet and the state we are but the the bottom line is you know so for artists and for galleries who have always lived from showing art to people and the communication i think that's the biggest part that's that's missing you know so there has to be there's that's what we hear from people that like to come to our gallery and can't come to our gallery now say so they 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 buy a print and then they like the conversation that we have by email and say at least i have some contact with you guys you know so I think it will still take some time to figure out what's actually a good way to to deal with a situation where we can't, you know, sort of be as close as I think art needs it to be, you know. Um, yeah, but now just want to say that it also helps a lot to value when you have the chance to have the experience and walk in the gallery because it was also a complaint that I was listening a lot in the past years like people are not coming in the gallery uh you know what i mean it's like uh, people would come for the opening and have drinks and have this very social uh, thing going on but then during the month or two months of the exhibition maybe people wouldn't go that much and they had it there or they would wait for the last minute to come and so it's it's also, I think, a good thing to, to realize that when we have the opportunity of experiencing things firsthand, to be there, um, to, to take it. And, and at the same time, I believe this other world, the digital world, is also offering us a little bit of information that maybe we would not take the time to go deeper to explore, to research a little bit on this artist that we liked or in this gallery or what it is. And I think probably um, we'll, we'll continue to have this two ways uh, and they'll kind of nourish uh, each other, hopefully. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know what's happening <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> No, but I think it's a, that's a good argument. I mean, it's um, it's not like before COVID, the gallery was full every weekday. <laughs> that's true. Yes. You know, sort of crowded during the opening. Um, and then, of course, you know, sort of there's um, a trickle of people coming. That's why we don't have we, have, we have, we've stopped having regular opening hours and just said, you know, sort of we're, there most of the time anyway if you're around you can knock on the door or the door is open or you just make an appointment mm -hmm. and and people had to had to learn this in the beginning i think but it had become the core of 
our business also over the past years that we're just like a very personal place. I mean, if you come and have an appointment, we have time. We make time. You know, it's not yeah, like you come sure. during the opening and everybody's just like, ah, I'd really like to finish that email. You know, are they interested in buying? I don't know. You know, this thing. Um, even, even though we're not, you know, sort of like thinking that about clients coming in, usually you know it from the first minute if people are interested in buying or not. But it's a, it's kind of a feeling if you've done many fairs, you know that too. You know, you know, clients, you know, you can start reading them. But I think that's not the argument. I think it's like if you have, you know, sort of the time set aside, it's all the stories that get interesting, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, the one artist that we both know very well or know pretty well is like Victor and Victor, and there's so many interesting stories about him that you can tell people here in Germany who've never met him because he comes every few years to Germany. He becomes regularly since 2007, but it's rare, you know. And then he's here for a couple of days preparing a show. Then he's here for the opening, and usually then he's gone. So it's this one little opportunity. And when we can tell the stories, because we spend like, I don't know, every day with the artists then, you know. Um, and and I think that's um, that's very personal. But uh, yeah, maybe people, you know, sort of will come more often uh, during opening hours now after this. But I mean, this for you, there's, there's a big change as well. I mean, you've mentioned this earlier. You've done many fairs, you know, sort of to get on the, on the international market. Um, that's something that's, that's completely off the uh, off now, right? Are you still doing online art fairs? Well, we've um, tried some of them. Um, there is a super project that was born in Argentina this year in March. Mm -hmm. That's called Otra Feria, another fair, mm -hmm. and and I, and I just kind of loved it because it was it was not like the art fair that we know just trying to become online. It was an online project thought from the beginning. And the way they did it was very refreshing. And so we participated along the year because they would kind of repeat and do episodes and and and, and it grew and now it's happening and it, it will happen this year in different parts of the world. I mean, in... Um, so we did that and and we kind of tried to, we were, it, but it was not, we're doing now, for example, today was finishing of Contemporary Istanbul, mm -hmm. which I, we also loved it because they were, they went beyond just, mm -hmm. it, it was not that the fair was with viewing rooms uh, in Artsy or in other online platform. They created a 3D space mm -hmm. and um, they put a lot of uh, super clever sensitive technology in there um, so we, you could really go through and walk through it's it, it requires a little bit of experience of course I am not super technological so I feel myself frustrated sometimes when I'm trying to move forward and I am looking to the ceiling uh, mm -hmm. instead of the artwork but um, but I think what I loved about it, it was that the vision that they were having of, um, of how, you know, the world has become this uh, two dimensions, mm -hmm. the, the, the physical and the virtual. And um, it's inevitable that, that art, it's going to start to flow and create um this inter exchange in, uh, of, of energy. And, and so 
why not? Why not mm-hmm. open? Why not? Um, we felt, for example, when we did the the, the digital, the, the virtual gallery, actually, it was a moment where we felt very free again. Mm-hmm. Because as I said, I, it has 500 square meters, thing mm-hmm. that I would ever in my life be able to... Uh, to put together and uh, to pay for every month, imagine. It's in the middle of the nature. So in a way, uh, we realized that we could do so many things. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a creative experience. Um, and so it can be day, night, um, you know, if I want to have elephants on an opening in the garden, I can have them. So mm-hmm. um, why not go beyond and explore what what that um, can can give us also, and how it adds uh, a new value mm-hmm. also to art. Um, so yes, art fairs in a way it's a really cue point of gathering and meeting uh, new clients, um, and and also having this very like quick feeling of what's going on around the world and and mm-hmm. what. What part are you playing on that uh, chess game, right? Um, but uh, it's it's going to be we have to face it. It's going to be difficult that we gather in in those big events um, in a secure way for at least one year more. So I find interesting when people um, respond to that, creating new things. Mm-hmm. Just going beyond trying to replace one thing for the other, but really opening, taking the opportunity to explore beyond that. And it's uh, how people respond, the audience, the artist. I've been surprised for that also. Like mm-hmm. artists at the beginning were, oh, but it's not going to be the same. I want to mm-hmm. exhibit, I want people to see it live. But then the exhibition... Uh, went around the world and we started uh, receiving comments from Hong Kong, from Berlin, from London, from Paris, New York, Mexico, and uh, all at the same time. And you think, wow, this is also exciting um, mm-hmm. because when you open in a city, you know, it's that community that's going to come in to see the exhibition, hopefully. But then when you can reach out a global community of art lovers, it's it has an impact. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. it's you've done how many fairs every year then? Four art fairs in a year, um, four or five maybe. Um, Hong Kong always, which I love, Art Central, um, Contemporary Istanbul, um, Miami, Chile, of course, uh, Argentina or Mexico, um, depending on on what happens. Um, we this year we, I mean last year we were scheduled also to do Lisbon uh, and Madrid, but mm-hmm. of course it cancelled. So um, we hope this year at least. I'm I'm really hoping for art fairs to to go online. I think it's a it's a different way of experiencing it but but it still connects us a lot it it creates a lot of conversations which are amazing 
it brings you an idea of what's happening globally. Um, and, and, and I think as a collector, how you um, appreciate when your local uh, community is put in place in an international also. So then you have this double um, like uh, support to your artist and to your gallery because you understand also how valuable the work of local artists is, is uh, happening because you're also able to put them in the context mm -hmm. of the global. So um, I, I think, I hope really that art fairs this year uh, will find a way, will not discourage, uh, will not disappear and and will invite us galleries to participate in online um, formats. Even though there might be different ways of doing it, I still think it's, um, it's, a, it's a moment where we all get together and And it's and it helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I think that, I mean, that's part of their their job now to think about ways how how this can how this can work. I mean, if I get still all the invitations to the fairs and I see what you know most are doing, um, and I think I I find it kind of difficult often to navigate to the content that I'm really interested in. And I think that's the that's the biggest issue, I think. When people come to Hong Kong to go to the fair, they go over the fair and then they discover you because of... They either go to you because they know you and they want to meet you and leave everything aside or just the five, six galleries they want to visit. Or they just come to your booth and then it's just like, wow, I want to stop here. And how mm. do you get people... To that point, you know, where to make discoveries, you know, in the in the in the mm. digital space, where you might get lost. <laughs> well, I think the the main thing is the the, the artwork. Mm -hmm. I think uh, if you bring, if um, you dare, and you just take the the chance to bring new things. Um, for example, of course, Asia. It's a different culture, um, but I can see. Uh, how it, it grows year and year that they are more open um, to the idea of, of new artists, of new projects, of things coming from different places in the world that they taste different, um, they smell, they, they give a different feeling and they add something, as I say, that um, also gives value to what you have been collecting your whole life, which might be mostly local uh, mm -hmm. production or local in the in the in the continent, um, so these little elements uh, refresh and give and add value to what you're doing, and especially because also people in the past uh, five ten years have started to travel so much. Mm -hmm. What are the artists that from your gallery that stand out in Asia? Well, the thing is with Hong Kong, and the same happens with a little bit with Istanbul, is that they are like the, the door to... So um, what circulates in those days of art fairs is uh, mm -hmm. it's very international, actually, especially Hong Kong. 
um, it's very, very interesting how people from from Australia, from Asia, of course, all over, from Europe, will come to Hong Kong. Um, and so it's very international, but I'm very surprised to to see how how um, how collectors have kind of take the chance to bring into their collections artists from the very south of the world. Mm-hmm. Artists that are not, um, you know, many of them are young artists, so they're even emerging artists in the in double emerging artists in the in the global market, if you think so. Um, but it's it's the quality of the work, it's the spirit of the work that I think uh, talks out loud. And the beautiful thing about art is that there's no um, speaking language. I mean, like uh, it's it it talks to everybody. And and of course, I just love to talk about the work of my artists. So I'm always super available at an art fair or here at the gallery. As you say, I really take my time um, to talk to people and to introduce the artwork and um, not to give for granted anything, but just be there for, for, for people. And But it's amazing. I mean, like the... the, the from the first year, the, our booth was full of people, full of eyes looking at these new different things. And mm-hmm. slowly, slowly also you have to build trust. And so that's why I keep going because I understood from the beginning that that was a very important element. Um, if you come, you keep on coming, it's because there's something valuable this place is offering you. And so we establish a relationship. And Victor, for example, was a super success. I remember when I took Victor to Australia, to Sydney Contemporary. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly somebody comes in the booth and screaming, Victor Castillo, Victor Castillo, can't believe mm-hmm. it. And the girl was almost crying. And she said, no, this is the first time I see a Victor Castillo live. Mm-hmm. And then I realized how how um, rock star he was and mm-hmm. how people from everywhere would follow his work. And, and thanks to the, the networks and the social yeah. networks, um, I'm talking about 2015, I mean, long time ago. And, and so she started calling friends and they came truly to be in front of Victor mm-hmm. Steer and, um, so it's 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 not only about selling the artwork, as I say. I think it's important because it gives roots. It it amplifies the roots of that tree, so it'll grow solid. And it's it's really important. I like when I go to an art fair uh, that the artwork stays there or goes from there to other places. I don't like to bring it home, and that's not only economic reasons. It's. Uh, um, the feeling that we did well, that we did good. And, mm-hmm. But it's also about spreading the word of the existence of this mm-hmm. artist and their artwork and and how it infiltrates in new uh, societies, in new environments and kind of uh, starts its own way. It's like water. You can't stop it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's an amazing thing about visual arts as same as as dance you don't Mm -hmm. need to speak a word Uh, 
you don't need to know Hong Kongese or Chinese. I mean, it'll establish an own conversation. And that's beautiful as music. Mm -hmm. You just take with you. You don't need translation. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an international language in itself, you know. So people can uh, can understand. And if, I mean, I think um, the experience that if you take artwork to, I mean, Australia is a remote place too. I mean, not oh, in yeah. you know <laughs> development, but it, it's very far away from most. I, mean, I think most people will never travel to Australia. I've been to Australia twice but it's been a while um and i always liked it but it's a very long way to go there and um and they have their own very interesting um art scene and and their own challenges be, with being so far away but they're part of the asian market more i guess but i have the experience of taking an artwork to different countries um to art fairs and then either the way people see this for the first time and you know oh this is already a pretty famous well-known artist um, and they have the opportunity to discover it um, from from the original, or like in the case of Victor, you know, you, somebody comes and says, oh, "I never thought I'd see this live because it's not. We're not. We're, it's probably not going to be in a museum around the corner, you know, very mm -hmm. very soon, you know." So, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. You know, I like that experience. It's um, it's probably sort of pretty giving. And also, I agree that it's 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 not just for economical reasons. It's it's, it's good to leave leave it there but otherwise it's just an exhibition piece and this way it kind of you know sort of continues to live you know so i like from with my with my i like i mean i i'm selling a lot of work through other galleries and that's anonymous it's gone you know and i don't mind it's it's part of my business i create a work once it's done it's done you know when it sells i'm i'm happy you know so um the gallery trusted in me, make some money, and I make some money. That's fine. That's 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 the economic part. But I most what I appreciate most is when I know where the work is ending. When of you course. get an email from people say, "Wow, this is in our living room now." Or um, uh, before Christmas, I sold two two works to a couple that had bought one piece before when they were in Hamburg, and these they bought now online from Melvin because they thought this one was so lonely in the room, and they wanted more, and they liked these that they saw, and then 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 uh, then Melvin got the feedback, you know, because he's the gallerist now, so he got the feedback, and he just forwarded it to me, and it's so nice to see that you know, sort of, oh, it found a place, you know, so the story continues. Now it's in a different dining room, living room, whatever. There are other stories around it. People will talk about this. This is when the artwork continues to live. It's not exactly. going into some abyss, but it's it's somewhere. And I think that that if you can if you can actually achieve that through fairs and, you know, make new friends and make, you know, relations, you know, it's about yeah, relationships. Boundaries. Uh beautiful and and forever i mean when i i always tell uh, victor's collectors you guys are are part of victor's family in a way and you might be in australia the other one in santiago chile or hong kong or germany but you guys are all connected um and 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 i think that's a a, a beautiful thing to to happen and and I, I feel um, I'm very lucky to be part of that movement that connects, that opens, that shows, as I say, like bringing art from the south of the world to other people that I know uh, that 
I, I, I can realize that because they are seeing it, they become very interesting. Before that, if they haven't, they don't know it exists. It's impossible that they would get interest. So um, it's a it's a two way coming, and I'm in the middle, and it's uh, it's it's quite uh, enriching. Mm-hmm. So what, what I mean, you mentioned earlier that, you know, like um, that uh, when you're going to Asia, people are interested in these, you know, sort of southern artists, uh, I think you, you, you call them. Is, is, what, what is the profile of, of your gallery? Are you, I mean, you're, you're working with Miss Van too. That's the other artist yeah. I think that I know, uh, personally know. Um, but what is, is there any kind of profile or, or selection that you make? Um, of course I do a selection. Definitely, mm-hmm. and I do it from my guts. It's like, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't matter where they come from, or is that no, no, not necessarily. I mean, when I went to Hong Kong the first time, I realized that um, it was, as I said, a two-way going. If I take an artist from Chile and and it stays in a collection in Hong Kong, my collectors in Chile or or his collectors here in Chile, it adds to them. But as well, if I, which I went to Hong Kong and put my eyes on what was going around uh, this mm-hmm. artist in other galleries and from other parts of the world, and I realized he's having like this conversation with other artists, and I bring that artist also to Chile, then it really becomes a stronger. Um, so that's why I open to work with from artists from different parts of the world because I thought it it brought value to this uh, conversation and it would kind of grow around for everybody and um, and it has been wonderful. Miss Van, for example, I was very lucky. Victor in, in introduced me to her and I had been an admirer of her be, way before I was a gallerist. And mm-hmm. I had almost bought a, an artwork from Miss Van at one moment in Mexico. Um, and, and she was very generous, very open. She didn't know me. Actually, we met like four years after that, face to face. And so I, I, I think it's a, it's a very particular way of doing it but I do I might say um, I'm very eclectic when it comes to media I mean mm-hmm. I'm looking at the artist ideas and feelings and probably because I come from the art um, the dance world um, figurative is something that really I relate to it and mm-hmm. and I love also to see how contemporary artists are kind of re thinking what's figurative, rethinking what the portrait, um, what what's happening, you know, coming back and forth with that. Um, but, but it's mostly something. And I started with a very, very small group of artists because um, precisely I wanted to do a little bit more than just selling the artwork. I wanted to kind of think strategies to how to help them develop their career to see other possibilities, to be a little bit their eyes and design uh, ways in which I thought they could blossom um, more. And uh, because I have more practice now than I've been 
and bringing um, in more artists. But um, in the last years, I see myself really specializing a lot in emerging artists. I'm kind of, it really gets me to discover a 20 year artist and from the very beginning start working with him. Uh, what, how yeah, this nice. imagines um, what's happening. And, and I, I really feel that I, I can bring something very good and also add to them. So, um, and it's refreshing. And I just, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's it's um, there's always it's always a good feeling if you if you you know start working with artists when they're kind of in their beginnings uh, and when you are able to continue that for a while, it's it's nice to see some kind of development. I mean, I'm I'm looking back on 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 many things now, but it, when you look at certain relationships with artists that. Are going on for almost two decades now. Um, it's interesting, you know, to see. And then sometimes you, you. I mean, Melvin now he did his first exhibition with some really brand new talent, and I'm, and that's the one thing that I, that I, that I, uh, that I'm really looking forward to. His program is, you know, so sort of these really young artists that I m might not get, you know. I mean, I, I see their work, and I'm I'm pretty sure we both can value it and say, okay, this is great work. This like needs a lot of expertise. But being at the beginning of a story, I think it's uh, when you're in, on the on a similar level. I think it's 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 very interesting, and you have to put a lot of throw a lot of tr trust into that one. And maybe when you get older, you lose that. You know, you're just like ah, I want to be a little bit more secure about the decision that I'm making. And so, yeah, I think I think that's um, that's very um, it's a very refreshing approach, you know, sort of to go mm. that way. Yeah, the, the the other thing that keeps me going a lot mm. is um, together with opening to this young, new, really emerging artist and to discover them is the trust that artists that have, um, that are more established mm -hmm. um, have in our project and, and how generous, as I was saying, Miss Van or Tato Yanone, this Argentinian couple, or Jackie Sai, this Chinese artist that we had this meeting once in his studio in London. I was in love with his work. And he said, why do you want to work with me? Um, you're so far away. I mean, I know nothing about uh, Latin American uh, market. And um, and I just, I didn't have much words. I was just starting. So I, I showed him uh, postcards that I had from each of the artists of the gallery. And he picked up Victor Castillo, Cecilia and Daniel, and he started looking and he said, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. I love it. Uh, whatever comes out of here, uh, I'm sure it'll be okay. And and I think Nicola Berlato also, I mean, Victor, in his moment when I was just starting and I called him to LA and I said, Victor, I'm so in love with your work and I'm, I want to do this. And what do you think? And he said, Yes go to my parents' house in Santiago. I have some works I left there, some canvas, take them and and let's start. And so I think it's a combination that, um, and, and of course, uh, our community of collectors and clients and that that have supported us through the years and and they also give us uh, a reason to keep on going even though many times we've thought 
I just can't do it anymore. I'm sure it happened to you as well. There are moments that are really tricky and you think, uh, is it worth it? I'm not sleeping. I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> My stomach is not well. I don't know how to continue. Or And, and I think uh, altogether, um, they always give you a sign that, that, that yes, that the project is worth it and and nothing i just like <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i know what you I know what you're saying it's it's a it's a it's a struggle often and it's uh it's got lots of ups and downs but it's the reason why we're doing what we're in the in the art you know so of, um itself is something that's not easy to explain at some point it's just a feeling and if that feeling is strong and good then uh, it's it's worth to continue to to with victor i mean i know him for for some time now and we had these talks about chile and his hometown is always a very political one and it was you know sort of with his university and everything and there was always a little regret that he wasn't really showing his work in his hometown so i know that he was extremely happy that he finally found a place in you to be able and a person in you to be able to do that you know i mean it's like he's he had fame in barcelona we made him you know sort of quite well known in in germany and then he is in la and that works of course in new york these things work you know like the, the american art scene is perfect for Victor, but he was always missing this 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 piece you know this very important piece that, you know so because that is no matter how how hard he sometimes talks and pains about Chile, hmm. you know. So it's it's a very emotional part, and so um, so I think you've uh, you've you've uh, you've started something with Victor there that is um, is very important for him, you know, and uh, and very good for him too. Well, so yeah, I love the guy, <laughs> but he needs emotional galleries. He's not like he can't. I mean, I don't think he can. You know, sees very well with a very business oriented types. So, you know? <laughs> A lot of things with Victor come from the heart. Yeah, Isabel. I'm. Um, I think. I mean. I hope you know. Technically, it wasn't too difficult. I think we've we've covered a lot of ground uh, here, and um, I'm always open to to or always happy to uh, to talk again at a certain point. You know, in a couple of months or a year or so, just to touch base again. Uh, it's really a pleasure talking to you today. And yeah, and thanks, thanks for doing this. You know, no, and thanks to you for for having the idea of the podcast and and for inviting me. I mean, it's I know it took a little bit long, um, but but here we are, and and I really appreciate the conversation and the interest and and that you bring us a little bit closer. Yeah, I'm happy so, if I can play any part and, in this. <laughs> and love to have uh, you know to pick up later seeing also what has how everything is evolving and yeah. and what new challenges or or how, how are we hanging on that yeah there's still a couple of challenges ahead still you know um, you know so we we can talk about that next time <laughs> <laughs> okay thanks a lot bye, bye. Ciao.